Action. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Friday to you. Welcome into the final day of the week here on the program. And we've got a good one for you today. We'll be joined later on by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and Ward 3 Councilor Sean Oliver. And we'll talk with them about uh, what's been going on in the city this past week and what's coming up as well. We'll also take your phone calls throughout the course of the morning at 508-996-0500. We will take your app chat messages and your open line voicemails on the WBSM app. I was taking a look through some of the app chat messages yesterday. And I don't see anybody sending in the win Trump's money codes over app chat. So I'm hoping that means that you've all figured it out. You've all figured out exactly where to put those codes. If you still have trouble. You can always reach out to me, Tim at WBSM.com or send me an app chat message and I will send you the link of where to enter it in. But I think everybody's kind of getting the feel of it, which is good because we still have two more weeks to go. So two more weeks of 10 chances every day for you to not only enter to win $100, but also to be entered into the grand prize of $30,000. So tell me you couldn't use that. Right about now. here, You know, as we head into October, after today, the next time you and I speak, it'll be October. Spooky season. Although spooky season's already started for me, but for most normal people, they say, well, I'll wait till October 1st. But I'm, I'm just thinking about if I had won 30 grand, and, and I'm ineligible, so I can't win. But if I had won 30 grand, yeah, I'd probably pay some bills. I'd probably... Uh, Take care of some things that need taken care of. Probably put a little bit of a, way, a little bit of it away. But I'd I'd probably treat myself too to I don't know maybe a maybe a thousand dollar shopping spree at Spirit Halloween. But I wouldn't do it now. I would wait until the end of the month when they start putting stuff on sale. They don't do the big clearance closeouts like they used to do, but they'll still put some stuff on sale close to and then after Halloween. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I watched a lot of Nickelodeon. Some of you might be older and didn't have Nickelodeon, but I watched a lot of that when I was a kid. And they were forever doing these contests that I wanted to win. And I don't think I ever entered those contests. And all you needed to do to enter was Send a self-addressed stamp envelope too. But I don't know why I didn't enter. I mean, it wouldn't have been hard to ask my parents for an envelope. They probably had one. I'm sure they would have got me a stamp if I asked for one. I probably had enough change collected up that I could have 
bought in a book of stamps because back then we're talking, I don't know, what was a stamp in the 80s? I think stamps went up to a quarter right before the Elvis stamp came out. And that came out on his birthday, January 8th, if I remember correctly. And I was living, it was my first place that we lived in in Wareham. We first moved to Wareham from Sandwich. So it was over by, I guess now you would say it's over by A.J. Marks Jewelers. They built A.J. Marks. They built that building in what used to be my, my side yard. That's where I used to have my pool. And so I rode from there all the way down. I know it's not much when you're in a car, but when you're a 15-year-old kid, 14-year-old kid on a bike, all the way down in January, all the way down the Cranberry Highway to where the post office used to be for East Wareham, which was, well, it's still in the same plaza. It just was in a different part of the plaza, the Cranberry Plaza. And I rode all the way down there with my $3 and change or whatever to get as many Elvis stamps as I could. And I still have them. I still have the first day of issue Elvis stamps tucked away in a scrapbook somewhere. I don't know if they're worth anything, but I've got them. But I remember being a kid and seeing all of those set a self-addressed stamped envelope contest for shopping sprees. And we used to argue, my friends and I would debate, what would you rather do? Would you rather win a shopping spree with a dollar figure attached to it? Or would you rather win the one where it's like you get 10 minutes in a Toys R Us to grab whatever you can? And I said, hey, I'm, I'm doing the 10 minutes because I'm going to head right for the video game section, right for the Nintendo. And if I've only got like $10,000, I'm going to fill that up pretty quickly. I want that 10 minutes to be able to grab everything that I can and throw it in the carts. And I don't know how much kids actually won in those contests. I don't know how much they brought home, but I had my strategy all set. But then I never entered. So I spent a lot of time thinking about something that there was no way I was going to manifest into reality, which is basically the story of my life even to this day. But if you win 30 grand, if you want to go to, well, there's no Toys R Us anymore. I guess they kind of brought it back inside some, what, Macy's stores? But it's just like a toy section. There's talk about bringing back some full-scale Toys R Us stores. And you know what? Don't be surprised if it doesn't happen. I know that people say, well, you know, online shopping is killing the brick-and-mortar stores. But I think you're starting to see a desire to have more brick-and-mortar stores. But then the problem is... You have more brick-and-mortar stores, but you don't have employees to work in them, and then people complain about the fact that there's self-checkouts. You know, a caller complained about that the other day, about how many self-checkouts they have in the Walmart in Dartmouth. And my response was they still have a lot of people working. I don't know that the self-checkouts in Walmart are putting people out of work. I think they're probably a... Symptom of the fact that there isn't enough people to work. I shop a lot at the Fairhaven Walmart. And as I said to, to that caller, I see a lot of people standing there to assist those with self-checkout. 
And if you think about it, what we've seen in society over the last few years, self-checkout makes a lot of sense. Because you don't have to have a person in the middle and the in-between between the customer and the payment. So that means you don't have to worry about draws not balancing at the end of the shift and getting into an argument with the employee because you're like, well, your draw is $20 short. Well, I didn't take it. So you eliminate that problem. You also eliminate having to have an employee that handles money. The thing that passes the most germs on to your employees who then call in sick the next day. So by not having them handle money and making those exchanges back and forth, you don't need to have that person getting sick. And what do you think a majority of the payments are in a Walmart these days? Do you think that it's cash? Do you think people are walking in with cash and using that? Or do you think they're using debit cards? They're probably take or credit cards. They're probably taking a card and putting it into the machine. And if that's the case, what do you need the person ringing them up for anyway? They don't make change anymore. They don't count the change. They just do what the computer tells them. If the computer can just do it without them having to do it, then it makes sense to replace them. It doesn't mean that there's less employees. And if there is, listen, I'm sorry, but some jobs just become obsolete over time. There's probably going to be a day when a lot of what we see has been replaced by AI, by machines. They're coming for all of us. And if you want to keep your prices down, that's one way that it's going to have to happen. I saw something on social media, on Facebook, from one of the Wareham groups of somebody complaining. And, well, I don't know if they were complaining with the original post. They were just saying, be aware that the Wareham Aldi now only has two manned cash registers and the rest are all self-pay, self-checkout. And in the comments, people are all up in arms about this. I can't believe they only have two checkouts with people. They expect me to do my own checkout at Aldi. Like, first of all, you're already going to the store that charges that requires you to rent a cart. They require you to put in a quarter deposit to get a cart and then return that cart to get your quarter back. This is already a supermarket that was like, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Secondly, every other supermarket has self-checkouts, except for Market Basket. I don't know if, I don't know if uh, Trukies does. I don't think so. But then also... I've never been in the Aldi in Wareham and seen more than two cashiers working. But I've also had to stand in line when there are those two cashiers working because you have to bag your own groceries. 
and people don't have bags, and they know, I didn't know you were supposed to bring a bag. Oh, I guess I have to buy a bag. So if there's a self-checkout in Aldi, I'm happy because I can go check myself out and get out of there faster. But like I said, I've never seen more than two people checking folks out at Aldi. So that's just fine by me. 508-996-0500. Of course, there was a story yesterday that came out yesterday afternoon. And if you missed it, there was a release from the Board of Selectmen and the the select board. I'm just going to start making that transition for everybody. Even if they still use Board of Selectmen, I'm just going to say select board because so many of them have changed over to that. But the select board and the town administrator put out a joint release in the town of Fairhaven making the announcement that they were, the state had rented rooms, the state was placing in their terminology of the release unsheltered families in the Seaport Inn and Marina. Now according to the release 15 rooms at this time are being utilized for that purpose. Out of let me just see exactly the number. 86 rooms. So there's 86 rooms at the Seaport Inn. I don't know with the current management and some of the renovations they've done over there if all 86 rooms are open for people staying in them. I know in the past there was a wing that wasn't utilized So I don't know if that's changed. It's been a while since I've been over to the Seaport Inn. We used to do some conventions over there way, way, way back before the uh, Rhode Island Comic Con, before that became the big phenomenon. Uh, Altered Reality Entertainment, which puts on Rhode Island Comic Con, used to run shows over at the Seaport Inn called the South Coast Toy and Comic Show. And so I used to go over there for that. We used to go over there for pro wrestling. Uh, The Rock for Christmas event where Eddie Money came. That was at the Seaport Inn. So we're talking, it's been probably a good 10 years or so since I was doing regular things over at the Seaport Inn, but they had a wing, a section of the rooms that they didn't utilize. So I don't know if all if 86 rooms represents what they have available to rent or if it's what the rooms are total or if they are using every room now, I don't know. But out of that 86... 15 rooms have been rented by the state to house what they're calling unsheltered families. Not individuals, families. And last week, the the news came out that in Wareham, at the Atlantic Motel, we know that 32 rooms were already being used at the Orbitz Inn in Somerset. The Atlantic Motel has 24 rooms that have been rented out by the state. And the Mariners Inn, which is closer to the Wareham Buzzers Bay line, they have some Haitian migrants that have been there since the summer, since before the governor declared the state of emergency on August 8th. And it's unknown how many family, at least according to Wareham Week's reporting, it's unknown how many Haitian migrants are staying there at this time. 
But that was a facility that was quite often used as housing for mass maritime. I don't know if they found other accommodations for the mass maritime students that would stay there or if mass maritime just has less students this this year. My guess is that since these folks moved in there and started staying there over the summer, the Mass Maritime was probably able to make other arrangements. That's, a, that's another school that has been growing in interest, but is kind of geographically limited because it's out there on the, on the point. So it's not like they have a lot of room to expand. It's a great facility if you've never been over there. But the Seaport Inn, they're utilizing 15 rooms. Now, I don't know if that's going to change. I don't know if that will increase. But it does seem like there's more of a spread happening with where they're placing these unsheltered families. But that spread means that more South Coast locations are receiving them. Um Middleborough town officials acknowledged yesterday that there are currently 75 unsheltered migrants from Haiti placed in a hotel in that town. But out of that 75, about half of them are children. So these are indeed families. And don't believe the comment section that you're seeing on social media about how these are unsheltered, uh, these are uh, unvetted people. These are people that have entered the asylum process. The government knows who they are. They're keeping track of them. That's why it's the government that's placing them in these facilities rather than just them arriving. That's why the government is assisting them. And, and I, I'm, I keep hearing the argument. I hear Howie Carr talk about it all the time and people calling into Howie Carr. Well, you know, you see them standing out there with their, their iPhones and, you know, wearing their NBA jerseys as, as if people in Haiti don't have access to cell phones, that they couldn't have brought stuff with them. Granted, they're trying to get here and probably don't pack up every belonging that they own. It, but it's not like... Maura Healy is walking into Dick's Sporting Goods and saying, let me go get a bunch of NBA jerseys that I can give to these migrants. They're getting donations. In fact, the town of Middleborough, probably knowing what kind of backlash they're going to get from people, put out a press release talking about how Citizens, residents of the town, organizations have all come together and about all the donations that they've made and the way that not only the private citizens have helped out, but the way that some of the town services have been impacted and the things that they have done. It was very comprehensive, the release that they put out. And I think trying to quell some of the anti-migrant hysteria, but it's, it's, it's not going to work. I appreciate the efforts. But it's not going to stop the rumor mill. But the the Mariners Inn, for example, the, the place in, in Wareham, Buzzards Bay there, that has had folks in there since 
before the August 8th declaration. So we're talking probably going back to July. There haven't been a lot of complaints. There, there's, you know, every time that they move these unsheltered folks into one of these places, the one of the concerns everybody says, well, what, what about like if they're in there cooking and they have a hot plate and they, they set the place on fire? Well, that goes for anybody that stays in a motel or a hotel or a motor lodge or whatever else it may be. That's why they have rules that say no hot plates. A person who is coming down from, you know, New Brunswick to spend a week on the Cape could also burn the place down with a hot plate. So I, I just see a lot of this stuff out there. And of course, they, the misinformation catches fire. And then everybody just keeps repeating it as if it's true. 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. You can also send in app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Uh, Bags in New Bedford says, the new word of the day, unsheltered, stop already. They're illegal immigrants. Um, Oh, no, they're not. If they are here applying for asylum, they are here legally. You enter the country, you apply for asylum, they begin that process. Once that process begins, you are here legally. I know that that's hard for some of you to understand. I know that that's hard for some of you to accept, but that's the truth. No matter how you want to spin it, no matter how Barry wants to yell in circles about how it's illegal because they still enter the country illegally, it, it, it's, it doesn't make it true. They're not illegal. Now, the term unsheltered families, I find that interesting because I wonder if that term means that they're leaving it open to not only include people who are citizens that need shelter, excuse me, that need shelter. So is that part of that too? Are they saying, well, we're going to put 15 rooms aside and one of those rooms might go to, you know, a family that's uh, living in a shelter in New Bedford or something. I know that in Middleborough, they said that the 75 folks that they have that they're sheltering are all Haitian. In some places, they're coming from Haiti. In others, they're coming from Venezuela. So there are some people who have been coming from different spots. But I think a majority of the folks that they're placing through Massachusetts seems to be, based on the reporting, folks who are coming here from Haiti. And they are seeking asylum here. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Do you want to take me out for the news? 
Uh, no, that we I gave the news the day off today. Oh, you oh all right. Uh, Adam's sick and Phil Phil's on vacation, so. Oh yeah yeah okay. Um, what did you use? What terminology did you use? Um, anti-immigration hysteria, anti-migrant hysteria. Probably, yeah. That sounds that, like what I said. Does that does that go along the same lines as like the Trump derangement syndrome? No, it goes along the lines of people who are putting a bunch of information out on social media that isn't true. No, I mean, like, does that like it, 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 that pretty much stoops down to like the same level as you know a Republican calling a Democrat saying that they have Trump derangement syndrome, right? No, Trump derangement yeah, syndrome was a no, dumb, that, dumb term that was made up by people like Howie Carr. And I think that uh, anti-immigration or anti-migrant hysteria is a dumb terminology to use, too. Well, then don't uh, listen it, to the show. It, it's, it's, no, I, no, I, I listen. I'm not afraid to say I listen. Um, I, I, um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the correct well, let me just start off by saying, John, that you've freely admitted many times that you're not on social media. So, again, you're coming into this argument without any facts. Why? Is that, that terminology used? No, that's what I was referring to. You're referring to anti, uh, anti-migrant hysteria to social media? Yeah, I was referring to what happens in the comments when a story like this hits social media and everybody goes underneath it and starts putting a bunch of stuff that just isn't true. Because they didn't read the story to read the information that's in it. You know what? You know what I think is. Uh, you know what I think is happening, Tim, is that you're getting a lot of um, Americans that love this country, and they don't want to see it turn into a bunch of crap overnight. That's what's happening right now, especially in the state. Uh, we're getting illegal immigrants dumped into hotels, placed throughout the state. Huh? They're being no, they're, placed they're, in there. They're not being placed. They're being dumped by busloads. They're not being dumped uh, by busloads. There's a process uh, of how they're putting these people into these facilities. Listen, okay, I'm telling you, Tim. You can tell me all you want. It doesn't make it, it right. It literally just happened last night in my backyard. So you saw okay. a bus pull up and dump a bunch of people out. They opened up the door no, and threw I'm, them out no, the door I'm and saying, said, have fun, I'm, you're on your own. What I'm saying is, is that it's literally happening right under our noses. There's organizations that are helping people that are seeking shelter find shelter. Where, what, what organization? What? I haven't heard of one organization yet other than the more. Well, because you haven't, you haven't heard about it because you don't want to bother to look into it. Like, You've so, already got so your mind the, made up it? about what's happening, so you want to keep God. pushing what you think is what's going on. Where is it, though? I haven't seen it. I haven't said, where, where, what are these organizations? What, what, what do you think called? happened? They just got on a bus somewhere and said, take us to the seaport inn? Do you not see the news? Do you not listen to and, and, the uh, news either? And the facts that I heard come out of your mouth about the the fifty percent of of these people are kids. It blows. Or however you said it, I think you said it was like fifty two kids or something. I don't know. What no, I said that there are seventy five Haitian immigrants in Middleborough, uh-huh. as reported by the town of Middleborough, and they said about half of those are children. Well, about half of those are children, and I'm going to believe the same. I'm going to believe the government the, of Middleborough. The, the town of Middleborough is lying to you. The town of Middleborough. No, I'm going to believe the town of Middleborough. Uh, I, I want to see proof. I want to see these. these I want to see these families. Like I want to actually see them with my own eyes. And walk say, over to the okay, seaport in. I am. I'm going to do it this weekend. All right. And I, I, I just, I just can't believe that. 
and and part of me is like, I'm kind of ticked off at the at the the owners of these hotels. I mean, are we that desperate for money that, or not we, but are you that desperate for money that you have to take in migrant families because it's seven hundred dollars a week? If the state's you know, coming to them and offering them money, wouldn't wouldn't you take it? No, I wouldn't take it out of out of pure. You, you'd rather moral. see you'd rather see okay. your place potentially close because you can't fill the rooms up over the course of the winter, than than stay than stay. You're going to take the moral high ground and go out of business. I would do it to prove a point, Tim, and to stand my ground as an American citizen. No, it sounds like okay. go anti woke, go broke to me. No, anti woke, go broke. No, absolutely. Oh, is that a new? Is that another? Well, you, your side saying? wants to use stupid, Democrat stupid. Your, your side wants to use stupid catchphrases. I'm just going to use them too. Oh God, that's like a spinoff though of like go woke, go broke. You can't use it because we've already used it. We've already adopted that term. Oh, you've already anyways, turned it into something even more stupider than it was to begin <laughs> with. But yeah, go ahead. Um, it's just, it's just, hey Tim, I, I, I love this country too much to see it go to crap. I really do, and I, and I put in, I put in sacrifice and. Of my own life to to fight for this country, and it's it, it's it's honestly it's a disgrace. It really is. It's a disgrace. I, I, I'm real. I agree uh, with you. It's so horrible that we're helping people that need help. We really are terrible, we uh, terrible can't country. Even help our own people. You know what's we funny is I keep hearing that. I keep hearing that, John. But people. were you standing outside the Seaport Inn six months ago asking them to put homeless Americans in that hotel? Who that? Were you out there asking the, them to help the, the people state, that need help back then? The, no, you didn't care the about state, the homeless people until they started bringing in migrants. Now, all of a sudden, it's a problem. Was the state paying these hotels $700 to, to house Were you asking them Americans? to? Were you standing up there and break. telling them that they should be? Give me a break. The only reason why that this, she's doing this is because we're literally in a state of emergency because she decided she wanted to go to the border, okay, and hand out flyers. They had come to Massachusetts. We have everything that you need. Okay, before she was even governor. Listen, but we're not gonna we're gonna deny that, and we're gonna say, "Oh no, John doesn't know the facts." I'm, I'm. Uh, well, I mean, you just said that you don't know. You just admitted you're not you, that you I don't. Just, you just, just said you don't believe that there's families down there, and they're telling you that Tim, these are families. Tim, I just told you that. Who do you I think just, it is? I then? just spewed a fact out of my mouth. Okay, about Maura Healy, and, and, and we're just gonna just run right over that and act like I never even said I never even said it. Well, because did she or did she not go to the border with flyers telling migrants to come to them to, to come to, to Massachusetts? Did she not? Are we, and then now she turns around and says, "Oh my God, we're in a state of emergency. We need help, Mister Biden. We need help, President Biden. Call in the National Guard. Oh, all these hotels. You need to open up your doors to these migrants. Like, do we want that as a Commonwealth? Do we want that? I don't no, see. I don't. I don't. I don't see a problem with it. I don't. I know. I don't. Because you know why? Okay, call it propaganda, call it what you want, okay? But I've seen videos with my own eyes, okay, of these migrants coming through the gates down at the border, right? And they're all military-aged males. Do you not see that? Where are the kids? I don't see kids. I don't watch the same news sources that you do. I don't see kids. I've seen plenty of kids, and there's kids here now. I've seen kids getting dumped over the wall. Do you remember this? Do you remember, remember seeing that video? Even 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 Jessica has talked about going to see the families that are over in Somerset and mentioning that there's kids there. So you're just gonna 
completely ignore what I just said over there. I am going to completely ignore what you just said because you you're taking part of you're skip. taking part of what this is and you're turning it into the whole thing. I've seen kids. I've seen kids getting dumped over the wall, Tim, by the cartel. Literally. Oh, you know that it was dumped. the cartel that was dumping the kids. Whoever the hell it was, Tim. I mean, you Maybe it was parents that wanted to make sure at least their kids got a shot at freedom. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. Literally, I'm gonna. I'm gonna risk breaking my kids' legs, dropping them, <sighs> dropping them twenty feet in the air. Come on, Tim. Come on. How can you act like this right now? How can you? How can I? You I, come I, armed to an argument with about fifty percent of the information that you need. You ignore no. the rest of the information because you've got your mind already made up through your biases. That no, no. Do I, me a my favor. Mind, my what? Call us back on Monday after you've gone over to the Seaport Inn and you've met some of these families and let us know what you find. I'm not doing the reporting. You just said you were going to go over there. You You do the reporting. All right. We got more calls. I'm not listening to somebody tell me how to do my job when you're the one that wants to question what's going on. You have questions. The burden of proof is on you, not on me. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. Good morning. How you doing? Um, hey, I'm doing all right. Um, I uh, just heard you talking to the last gentleman saying that you don't see a problem. Oh, I was just, no, I was, I was just, I was just teasing him about that. Yeah, yeah. But check it out. Freaking, there is a big problem. You know, I know the people with the college degrees don't feel like their jobs are threatened unless it's like AI or whatever. But, um, but us laborers, you know, the workers, you know, the essential, uh, people that kept this country running during COVID, Mm -hmm. right? we can be replaced relatively easily by all these immigrants. And I'm starting to believe that that's the plan. You know, and and, and I'm a Democrat. And I'm a Democrat. I I voted for Obama. Before Obama, I voted for Clinton. Now we're dealing with all of this. And against Trump, too. I voted for Biden. But I don't appreciate what's going on. Like, people are forgetting about the little guy, right? And they're all worried about... um, the big wigs that don't need so, to be worried about. So the information that we're being told is that there are, you know, labor jobs that aren't being filled because they can't get people to fill them and that they need these folks to come no, in and take Tim, those jobs. That's not what you're seeing? Tim, Tim, these bosses don't want to pay American workers what they're worth. They want low wage. They want slave wages. That's what they want. A guy is not going to well, do that's, a job. That's, but that's right? illegal. That's illegal. They, yeah. they do it all the time. I see it in my field all the they time. They have to pay them at least minimum wage. Uh, I don't know about that. They're already under the table. The government doesn't know about them. And, you know, report them. Pays, report them. Yeah. So what? So I can lose my job? Nah, well, if they're, right. if, well, if they're doing something that's wrong, you should be. Yeah, but I have no protections. I'm an at-will employee. You know, there's no union over here. You know, I don't make six figures. Well, I, you know, Tim, I, hey, I, I, I'm just asking you so, for I'm just asking you for your experience. Yeah, my experience is, is the, the 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 workers getting replaced. I see it. They're coming in. You know, they're coming in, and it's not just women and children. If it was women and children, you know, I'm all I'm all about that. I'm all about mm-hmm. giving people opportunity. You know what I mean? Those little kids, those babies, they're gonna grow up to be American, right? They're gonna they're gonna look at life through the American society, American culture. Sure. They're going to be raised here. Now these grown men, 25 to 50, able-bodied working men coming from Asia, coming from Africa, South America, wherever, right? They're here to work. They're here to work so they can send money back or 
or like they used to do, bring their family over here. And that seems to be what they're trying to do. Yeah. But what happens to the worker over here that's going to get shafted? What happened to the people in the early 1900s that the same thing happened? Yeah. No, I'm, I, I didn't... I, it, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about me right now, today, twenty. Well, then that's that's the problem. Is everybody only cares about me, and they're not looking at the bigger picture? No, it's not that. It's not that, Tim. I, I I care about people. I can empathize. I can understand that families need to be rescued. They need asylum. I can understand that. I can I I empathize with that. My family immigrated to this country. Okay, but they went through the process. The process. You know, they waited their turn, and they came here. They didn't just knock at the door and expect to be let in. And that process like doesn't work now. for everybody coming from every part of the world. I understand that, but if it doesn't work for you, you know what I mean? You're SOL. You know so let me, I mean? let me, I, I let me ask you this. What if, what if there is comprehensive immigration policy, and that immigration policy means that if you're coming from certain countries, you can just listen, walk right in? Listen, if they pass something, if they can get something passed bipartisan or progressive or conservative, whatever, if they can pass something, <laughs> I'm willing to give it a try. I don't think they're going to pass anything. The oh, I think you're right about keep, that. The plan is to keep the system the way it is, okay? Um, I know you guys hear it all the time. Democrats want the votes. Republicans want the slave wages. That's what they want. All right? Good show. Talk to you later, guys. All right. Take it easy. Uh, let's get some more call. i got to take a break. But callers, hang on. We will get to you. I have a couple breaks i got to take still left in the hour. As I mentioned to John, uh, today we won't have the local news. Uh, Adam is out sick. Phil's on vacation. Jim was unavailable. So I said, hey, you know what? It's just more time for the callers today. So hang on. We'll be with you in just a few moments. And let's jump right back into your phone calls. And I want to make sure I try to get everybody in the right order. And I think you were next here. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Not bad. Uh, on, on this uh, whole thing on illegal immigration, um, you pretty much know where I stand. I, I've called him before on this. I think the, the issue here is, is, is the, the previous caller said he's afraid of losing his job for calling ICE on illegal immigrants that are on his job site. But you need to realize, and I know he's still listening, you can do that anonymously. You will not get in trouble for, for calling in your employer on your off time when you get out of work and call in the illegal immigrants that are working there and hopefully find your, uh, your boss's uh, business. I mean, and I guess if your concern is, well, I'm the only non-migrant employee that he has, so he's going to know that it's me. Well, then you're going to get those protections from them for, you know, then they'll help you in, in a wrongful termination suit. Right. And, and it's not even so much that it's anybody can see uh, that they're illegal, right? You have other people in and out, other contractors can see that. So it won't, you're not just the only person on there. There's going to be if you're a laborer, there's going to be plumbers and electricians and, and steel workers. They're, they're all going to see it, and they're all going to understand what's going on. So the, they won't be able to pinpoint at you. So trust me, you're completely protected, and you'll be able to actually get those people deported and find the, uh, the business, the bottom line. And, that's the, and but, it's the right thing to do. It's the, I right. mean, as somebody who supports people being able to come here and, and become citizens of the country and seek asylum here, it's still wrong if people are utilizing them for labor under the table and not paying them fairly and, and cutting people out as a result of it. Right, exactly. That, that's, what we, that's the one thing I want to, to chime in on about. Uh, the other thing is the, the amount of times I hear people defend Trump and I always go back 
to what initially turned me off on him was when he desecrated the military record of John McCain. I will never forgive him for that because specifically you are running to be commander in chief. And when he desecrated and called John McCain essentially a traitor to this country and then offered zero evidence to that fact when he was president of the United States, he did that specifically because he was uh, John McCain was his political opponent. And that in of itself is, is disqualification for commander in chief. And that's why I'm not supporting him again. Now, I'm not supporting Biden. I'm not supporting Trump. And I believe especially if you have a a background in military and you support Donald Trump and you're looking beyond this, just remember, if you personally ever put your foot into a race against Donald Trump, I know it's probably never going to ever happen, he will desecrate your service record to to prop himself up. John McCain literally spent five years in a prisoner of war camp in Vietnam after being shot down. And John, and, and John McCain was tortured for five years, and John Trump decided, I'm going to piss on this guy's service record to prop myself up just because he doesn't agree with me politically. That is the reason why I do not support Donald Trump. Now, do I agree with some of his policies? Absolutely. Do I agree with the, the stay in Mexico uh, issue that he had and, and Biden got rid of? I, I agree with Trump. I'm supporting Nikki Haley. I've called into Barry Richard, but Barry Richard is, is kind of like he, he likes to be bombastic. Uh, he, he doesn't really listen to people. Uh, but I support Nikki Haley specifically because she is more measured and professional and more of a commander in chief than Donald Trump. She respects everybody's service record. Yeah, no. And that's the reason why I'm supporting. I support anybody who support who, uh, who who's running on the on the the Republican side, other than Donald Trump. And and that's the thing. I don't know that it's necessarily even that he feels like like those feelings about John McCain. I think it's just more that he thought he was gonna you know get a good one over on him and and get some get some applause lines out of it. I I don't know. I don't know, Tim, because he also desecrated the 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 service record or the the. The people, the, the Gold Star families, right? They stood up and said, we can't support Donald Trump. He went after those people. People, the parents of somebody who died in service. Those people he desecrated on. So, no, it, it's not just, oh, he, uh, he, he didn't like John McCain. No, if you are of military record, if you are have military service, he will attack your record if you disagree with him politically. He did it with, with uh, Mad Dog. Yep. Uh, yeah, with General with Mattis. Yep. Yeah, General Mattis. Again, a well-decorated, respected. Who was trying trying to be military. the adult in the room at the time? He desecrated his service record. This guy does not deserve to be the the commander in chief. He doesn't de- deserve to be anything other than in jail. Like that's my opinion. All right, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hold you there because absolutely can't stand this guy. I got to take another break, so I'm going to hold you there. But thank you for the call. And uh, callers, hang on. We will get to you, I promise. Uh, just got to take a quick break. All right, we only have about a minute or so left. Caller, do you want a minute or do you want to hang on until after the news? Hello? All right, well, I guess that uh, that made our choice for us. Uh, we have another caller there, but I will hold you off uh, rather than just giving you 45 seconds. And when we come back on the other side, we can... 
talk more with you at 508-996-0500. You can also send app chat messages via the WBSM app. You can also send us open line voicemails via the WBSM app. Just keep it clean. All right, I've already used the block button this morning from some of these app chat messages that are coming in. You can disagree with me. There's no need for the name calling. There's no need for the threats. There's no need for the disgusting language. If you're going to send in an app chat message, just make it be something I can read on the air. What's the point of sending it in if I can't read it on the air, right? I'm not. It's not like I'm going to read the nasty things that you said about me on the air using the language that you used. So just keep it something that we can put out over the radio. That's all that I'm asking. I don't care if you hate me. I don't care if you disagree with me. I don't care if you think that I'm ridiculous. That's fine. But just make it appropriate for the radio. That's all. And uh, and please do that, too, if you leave an open line voicemail or else we can't play it. Like, we really can't play it. I can censor out the words.